This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. They say that Michael Jordan is probably the greatest basketball player that ever lived. Now, of course, if you're a LeBron James fan or a Kobe Bryant fan or maybe even a Bill Russell fan, you probably have a different opinion on that. But the other thing they say about Michael Jordan is that he may literally be the most competitive person on the planet Earth. There's a story of, of Michael Jordan that, that when he would practice with his teammates, they play a game called horse, which I'm, I'm sure you know what that is. And they could play nine times in a row and Michael Jordan would win. And then the 10th time, the his opponent would win. And Michael Jordan literally wouldn't let the other person stop playing until he played him one more time and beat him. He's just crazy, crazy competitive. Other sports names like Larry Bird, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Pete Rose, Kobe Bryant, wildly competitive. Steve Jobs from Apple, Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook. Donald Trump, these people are competitive, uber, uber competitive. And they say that that uber competitive people are born that way. And I, I don't really know whether that's the case other than I've seen it before and I see it all the time. If you go to a little kid's soccer game and you see kids that are playing that are five, six, seven years old and they're not really keeping score but at the end of the game, you see one kid on the ground crying uncontrollably. Maybe that's your kid, like crazy crying. That's usually a sign of an uber competitive kid. And if he or she has any sort of physical skills or athletic skills, those are the kind of people that grew up to be professional athletes because they're crazy, crazy competitive. Do you have a competitive culture in your contact center? Because that's what I thought we might talk about today. The most competitive call center I think I've ever seen was Dell Computers. They were selling computers on the phone, a ton of really, really smart people. They were just crazy competitive. It felt like they ran a little faster to the Coke machine and would actually compete with each other as they were trying to get to it. Personally, I'm a competitive person, but I'm not uber competitive. I'm, not, I'm the kind of guy that loves competition. I love to compete. But if we're playing a basketball game and we're way up, I might want to readjust the team so that the game would be really, really competitive. I don't feel that way when I'm on the golf course. If I'm winning, I don't have any desire to give you any strokes back. But the point is, is that is that I'm not uber competitive. I'm just competitive. And so I thought today we'd talk about the contact center and competition because most people have some form of competition going on in their contact center. You don't have to be competitive. It's not required. But if you are competitive or you have a desire to be competitive, then that brings with it a whole bunch of other challenges and opportunities. So 
How about your organization? How do you deal with competition? Let's take simple things like Halloween contests. Are you the kind of organization that's crazy about it? Does everybody get involved? Are there big prizes? Is it something that you challenge year from year? Those are the simple ones. More complicated ones is how do you achieve uh, focus on KPIs, right? Do we have any any sort of competitions that are going on in an organization around KPIs? And, And contact centers, by their nature, usually run games and competitions and those kind of things. How do you get ahead at your company? Is it the best performers? I mean, can you clearly tell who the best is because it's you post leaderboards and you post who the best is? Uh, Do people get ahead because of tenure? Do people get ahead because of who they know? One of the ways to test the competitiveness of your culture is how do you deal with the success or failure of people and how often do you compete in that environment? Do the best performers in your organization stick around? Do the uber competitive people seem to be the ones that stand out? Well, let's look at some different ways and some different ways to look at competition in a contact center. So the first thing that you have to make a distinction between is competition and reward. So competition is pretty simple. It's any time that that we decide to set up some sort of a, a game or a competition that's going to allow us to assess some form of performance, whether it's as simple as a Halloween contest or decorating your cubicle, or maybe it's even a potluck dinner and who has the best meal, but you're competing. And most of the times we compete in the teams that we're in based on the supervisors that uh, report, the people that report to them. But other times companies will create a bunch of other different teams. And some people compete on KPIs. Some people just compete on, on fun things. But the second part of the equation, of course, is reward, right? So there's competition, but then it turns to, well, how do I reward those that are actually competing? Usually there's a couple of different ways. You can reward people on money, time, recognition. And then, of course, you're back to how do the people, the individuals, the people that you're trying to reward, how do they want to be recognized, right? So sometimes it's very simple as the value that you're using makes a difference, And some organizations, when they compete in reward, will take something like money and they'll give the actual individuals or team money. Other organizations allow these people to give to a charity or a ministry. If it's time, it could be time off where you get vacation or you get to select a day that's off. Also might be time given to go work at a charity or go work at some sort of a ministry. And recognition. Recognition can be done in the office. But sometimes it can be something can be sent home versus all the recognition being locally where you are. The key to reward, though, and the key to any sort of recognition is to make it positive, immediate, and certain, which means recognition that occurs. There's, of course, positive and negative. There's immediate in the future or there's certain or uncertain. And you can look back at one of my earlier podcasts to listen to this in more depth. But positive reinforcement that's immediate, not something that you have to wait for, and that's certain, which means that my name doesn't get thrown into a hat. If I or my team does X, we get X. That's usually the best kind and the kind of recognition that works the best. So the first thing we look at is the difference between competition and reward. Next up on the list is fair competition versus equal competition. Do the same people win all the time in your organization? Do the same people win all of the programs that you do? And how do we actually set up the competition? Is it everybody that competes against each other? 
do you begin to break down and look for something that you'd call equal, right? So we may have the people that are full-time competing and the people that are part-time competing. You've heard me talk about roses, daisies, and weeds. There are some organizations that has rose competition, and then they have daisies competition, and they even have weeds competition. They probably don't call them weeds competition, but they have weeds competition. In that environment, we've created a equal competition, which means the high performers are performing against the high performers, the mid performers are performing against the mid performers, and so on. When we create equal competition, a couple of things happen. The first thing that happens is, is that we get more people involved. There's more winners, and they're not the same winners because we've created an environment where people are competing against other folks that are similarly situated to them. Now, of course, the concern with that is, is, well, oh my, then we really might be rewarding somebody that has an AHT or has a CSAT score that's wildly lower than maybe even the average or certainly the highest performers. And that certainly is the case. But our goal with competition, our goal with reward should always be to try to create improvement. And the only way to get improvement is we have to get every single individual to improve. One bad apple does spoil the whole bunch through. Our ability to improve everyone in the organization, whether they're roses, whether they're daisies, whether they're weeds, that ability to get that improvement on an individual person-by-person basis is what will make us successful ultimately in the long run. So we have competition versus reward. We have fair competition versus equal competition. And then the last one is team competitions versus individual competitions. And we all know both of these. In individual competitions, there are some great things that can happen if you're the winner, but some people look at it through a glasses half empty kind of a view, which means that one, the same people keep winning over and over and over again, and we see this everywhere that we go. Number two, the complaint is, well, we have one winner and 200 or 300 or 400 losers. And then usually the successful people, the people that have always been successful are the ones that get rewarded all the time. The benefit of a team, if we do team competition, they're immediately more inclusive. We have more winners. The second thing that you get out of team competition is you get more connection. We've got more people talking about it, whether you're on the losing team or the winning team, whether you're ahead or whether you're behind, there's more talk. Maybe there's even a little bit of trash talk going on, but we build we build connection because we've got more communication going on. And of course, when you have teams, it breeds relationship. And you've heard us mention before that we think one of the great things to do is to mix teams based on similar likes, that you create connection by connecting people in ways that maybe they didn't know, maybe based on their favorite TV show or their favorite sport or the month that they were born. We have some organizations that actually do their competitions based on when people join the company. And because they're collecting points or or building building, uh, value over time in their performance, and their performance is graded and then scored, it allows them to keep pace with the people that came on with it. It's a way for a person that's in their first year to compete with somebody that perhaps has been around for six or seven years. And also for the people that have been around for six or seven years that have already won everything, it gives them an opportunity to compete or be compared to or compare themselves to others that are similarly situated as them, people that have been around for a long time. There's a huge benefit in doing both, organizations that do individual as well as team competitions. And 
we usually find that everybody does a little bit of both, but they're far more intentional on one than they are on the other, which means that if you're an organization that has a tendency to be very individually based, you'll toss a team competition every once in a while, but it's not necessarily what your what your core competency is. So you don't tend to, you have a tendency not to look for those or to, or to have those going on. But having a combination of team and individual allows you to inspire and engage and connect everyone in the organization. Those that are uber competitive that want to work on an individual basis, as well as those people that feel a little bit more comfortable and are more encouraged and more inspired by team games. We do a lot of work in this area, a lot of work in trying to help create healthy competition where it's appropriate, trying to engage the frontline employees, and certainly trying to reward them. One of the ones that we've found great success with is one-on-one competition because it allows us to really cover all the different areas that we want. In the first instance, if you're uber competitive, you can pick the people that you want to compete with. You know who the people are that are in your league, or maybe they're the best of the best, or maybe they're somebody that you've been working with for a long time, or somebody you admire, or somebody that's just a really good friend and you like to compete. So it creates an environment for you to compete one-on-one. Secondly, if you're not a person that really likes to be out there, you're, you've heard me make the comment that you only need to have one friend, right? We need one person to protect us from the mean girls and the bullies in high school. Well, it's the same way in a contact center. You really just need at least one friend, one contact. So maybe you're the kind of person that doesn't want to compete with a whole ton of people. You're somebody that just wants to compete with one person. So when we create this one-on-one competition, we give ourselves the opportunity to do just that, to just compete one-on-one. So now if there is any trash talk, maybe it's done sitting over lunch or walking out of the building, but it's just one-on-one. And with the capability of being able to compete with multiple people one-on-one, we create multiple, multiple challenges, multiple ways for us to be measured, and more importantly, multiple ways that other people are holding us accountable because we're we're competing, we're in some sort of a game. For those people that are really against competition, if it's something that they're very uncomfortable with and they don't like, if you're in an organization that's uber competitive, you probably feel a little bit out of place. And while that's not okay, it's something that does exist and something that can easily be recognized. Know that the people that are uber competitive are just looking for a different way to measure things. It's not necessarily means that 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 they win and you lose, and perhaps if they've got that attitude, you know how to stay away from them. But competition is something that when done correctly can be done really, really healthy and can be a great part of an organization, whether you have a a contact center that's a sales contact center or a service contact center. And I think if you follow these three components, it will really help, which is to recognize the difference between competition and reward and how you reward the people has a huge effect on the types of competition and the success of competition and being able to help your organization grow and be better at what they do. Second thing is, is take a very close look at fair competition versus equal competition. Equal competition always delivers better results. And obviously we want the equal competitions to be fair as well. And then finally, team competition versus individual competition. Don't forget to do both. And never lose sight of the fact that one-on-ones can be really powerful as well. Well, I'm sure you're not as competitive as Michael Jordan or Mark Zuckerberg, but maybe you're the kind of person that does like competition and does like to be rewarded for being successful. Competition can play a great role in the contact center. It's something that can inspire your front line and motivate them. Not all of them, but many, many people if done correctly. Well, now you know how to do that. So listen, go be a great leader. 
I know you're fully capable of doing it. Go inspire somebody and go compete. Look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.